this is Sydney and Sierra and this is the Living Within Stigma podcast. Our mission is to cultivate a vulnerable conversation surrounding mental health for people of color. We vow to you and ourselves to be present and authentic. Together, we will create a space of hope. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Living Within Stigma. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yes. Happy Monday. We're actually filming this on an actual Monday and you're going to be listening to this on Monday. So happy Monday. Um, Hope you started your week off on a positive note, Sydney and all listeners. Yes, we can start with our check in. How has your week been, Sierra, last week, the beginning of this week? What's going on with you with your check-in? Yeah, so um, I had a really good weekend, very fun. Um, only thing with that sometimes when you have like, you know, an eventful, nice weekend, sometimes you're like really drained. Yeah. Um, starting Monday, opposed to like, you know, when you have like a boring, slow weekend and then it's like, you're kind of like, you right. know, more, yeah, rested. So it's kind of like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, because I really did have a good weekend, but um, I'm definitely feeling a little slow this on this Monday, but um, I think I'll, I'll be able to push through um, for my check-in, I guess um, I was thinking about what I wanted to say before this. And um, I really want to talk about or touch on how I've just been feeling kind of unmotivated in some areas of my life. And I haven't really been able to 100% pinpoint why outside of just being kind of exhausted. Um, I think that's most of it, but I also think there's another piece to it. Um, So yeah, I'm just trying to pinpoint where this lack of motivation is coming from. So hopefully I can like work on whatever, you know, once I figure out where it's stemming from, hopefully I can like, you know, figure out um, what I can do to help me to be just a little more motivated to have a little more, um, I don't know, and to not procrastinate as much. So that's just something I'm working on pinpointing, but that's about all I have to share. So I'll let you take it away, Sydney. Thanks for sharing. Um, my check-in similar to like, not similar to you, but my weekend or yes, yesterday was Sunday, right? Yeah. Yesterday, (laughs) I learned, it was like something small. I went to the friends experience with one of my close friends slash roommate. And both of us are very big, the show friends. Like we love that show. We're diehard fans. And they have like a little pop-up in Atlanta. And we went and we were really excited. We were in it. And like halfway through, they just were like, um, there's a technical difficulty. We're asking everybody to leave. Like the experience is over. Like you can't see anything else. Like please exit the building quickly and quietly, whatever. Okay. So we're just like, <laughs> at first we thought it was a joke. Like he didn't really seem like it was an emergency. He just was like, yeah, you have to leave. 
And he was like, you can do a refund or reschedule. But we kind of drove, it wasn't far, but we low-key drove a little bit to get there. But my check-in is more so just because it's just, we ended up going to a crystal place nearby where we were at um, and just ended up spending the day still or the evening still together. So just like a reminder for me just to like, not let the bad things like take over your day. Like we still ended up having a really good day or it was kind of towards the evening, but like we didn't let that just be like, oh, okay, let's just go home and do nothing. Like we still took the like, okay, let's still spend time together. We went to the crystal shop. I got some new crystals, which was really exciting. I had them on my windowsill. Um, so yeah, I just use that parallel into my other life to not let one thing like ruin um, the whole day or the whole weekend or mindset, et cetera. So yeah. Right. That's yeah. my little awesome. check-in. Okay, awesome. So today, guys, well, you guys know, like, this whole season has been um, where we've kind of been, I guess almost the uh, um, appropriate term would be, like, recapping um, the season that it um, coincides with. So, for example, like, this is our fourth episode, right? Yeah, fourth, yeah. fourth episode, yeah, of this season. Um, and so it is recapping like season four and like um what we talked what was season four I'm sorry I'm like John. I think it was authenticity authentic living okay authentic living yes sorry guys drawing a blank on this Monday evening but um yeah so um in one of our episodes we literally were like we kind of talked about ego and we were like I just remember us saying like we could really do a whole episode about this like we literally said that in the moment and so it was almost like a no-brainer when we like mapped out this season and we knew that we wanted to, you know, like dedicate a whole episode to talking about ego and um, just kind of like paralleling a healthy ego to like an unhealthy ego and what it looks like and what we can do to like defeat, you know, the unhealthy ego and on and on and on. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, So I'll just start by like defining the word ego and talking about the origin of the word. So the word ego comes from the Latin word meaning I. And so it says when Freud developed psychoanalytic theory, he used the German word S, like E-S-S, to describe the part of the the self that is responsible for decision making. Um, And so Freud's English translator chose the word ego. Um, Yeah, so I guess those are like interchangeable. But yeah, so that is... um, the origin of the word and that's what it means which I think really helps break down like what ego really is in terms of it being like a very like I guess like like self-focused self-centered thing you know like a yeah and um and then just the whole decision-making piece like how it really can um I guess play a a major role in like a lot of our decision-making whether the ego is like healthy or unhealthy so we're gonna unpack more of that as we keep talking I found that interesting about the part it said response for decision making because I feel like that is honestly a big part like you said it's like when we make decisions are we making decisions because we want to or we think it's a good idea or are we doing it to keep up a facade or to please other people or to boost our ego whatever the case may be so I think that's very interesting that it's like that's the key part of decision-making that's responsible. So we're gonna get into what is a healthy ego. 
So if you have a healthy ego, you generally think of yourself well without exaggerating your achievements or abilities. You feel mentally strong enough to face life challenges and you see yourself as a basically good, acceptable um, person at least, and at least as important as others. You can see other people's perspectives, but also honor your, your own most of all, which I think is important that you can like see other people's perspectives, but you still don't let that cloud your own personal feelings. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good um, explanation of what a healthy ego is. What do you think, Sierra? Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, I love how they said mentally strong, you know, like, yeah, I love that, um, t- that um, term. And um, yeah, and then like coinciding it with like mentally strong enough to face life challenges. Mm. Um, and I like, I like that definition. And I also like how it spoke about like you see yourself as good, acceptable, and like also like you see yourself on the same playing field with everyone else. You know, like you view everyone else as like good and valuable and kind of like on the same level as yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, like there are no external factors that make one person more valuable than the other. Like we're all valuable just being here on planet earth, you know, like there's no requirement to be valuable you know and so I feel like that is definitely a healthy ego like when you just assume like not only yeah like I guess you assume like not really assume but you know that um you're on the same playing field like I said with everyone else and you assume that everyone has value like you don't need to get to know them or you don't need to see them if they're a good person in your book or a bad person whatever but we like just having that knowledge and I guess like operating from that place of knowing that like everyone has value. I feel like it just um, changes the way that you like talk to others and see others and, and like, you know, honor other people's perspectives. So I definitely think that is a um, accurate definition of what a healthy ego um, looks like. Yeah. Do you know when like personally for yourself, when your ego is healthy and unhealthy, like, can you feel like the switch, the flip of the switch moment or like haven't have you like not really grasped the differences yet yeah I think I definitely um am aware I can kind of tell when my ego is healthy versus unhealthy and for me it always comes down what I've learned over the years that it really comes down to outcomes I feel like um a lot of times like people have a hard time like they'll kind of go on and on about like well my intention was this you know whatever it is you're doing saying whatever um you know any type of behavior like this is my intention this is my intention and then it's like okay but what was the outcome you know and I feel like sometimes having those positive intentions are just not enough you know like you have the outcome has to be there and so um what I feel like ends up I hope people can follow me with this because it's really what has helped me so like a lot of times we feel like how do I put this in? Ego is such a weird thing to talk about, guys, by the way. But anyway, so like with intentions, like let me give an example. That's how you're going to help me. So let's say like the whole thing about like valuing, valuing other people, like everyone or something like that, whatever. Um, Maybe you like, let's say there's a situation where like you feel like someone is like, um, I don't know. Okay, this is bad. I know I cannot cope with situations on the spot. Okay, let me just say my point because I keep thinking that people are not going to understand it because it's like in my brain, but I'm just going to say it and like hope you guys understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so pretty much what I'm trying to say is like, we can ha- always have good intentions. Like, you know, like I really wanted it to turn out this way or like, this is how I meant it. Or like, this is what I, you know, whatever. But it's like, once it's all said and done, like when you say whatever you say or do whatever you do, like, what was the outcome of that? Like, was someone left feeling less than or, you know, whatever. And I feel like a lot of times if you are constantly caught up on like, oh, my intention was good, then you'll never improve your outcomes because you are constantly thinking that that's enough, you know, like I had good intention. So I'm, we're good, you know? And it's like, no, not necessarily. So for me, I always can recognize like whether my ego is healthy or unhealthy based on whether I just had good intentions or whether I had good outcomes. And it's like having good intentions, like, yes, that's no, that's, you know, like noteworthy, like, okay, good. Like you had good intentions. Like, okay. We see that you're striving to be a good person, but like, I feel like you push yourself, you challenge yourself to become even better when you like are not just satisfied with having good intentions, but you're actually focused on having better outcomes, if that makes sense. And so like, for me, like, no, I feel like most people, like no one's out here just really trying to be a horrible person, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. I mean, some people are, but like, I feel like most people listening to this podcast, like clearly you're already showing that you like, you know, like have somewhat of a concern of like personal development or like mental health, you know? So I feel like you, like you probably would consider yourself a good person. And like, I probably would consider you a good person too. And so it's not really a question about whether you're good or not. Like, okay, that ship is sailed. It's more so about like your behaviors and like, you know, you know what I mean, Cindy? So your commitment. that's what I was, yeah. So I would say for me, like, I know that I'm, um, my ego is healthy versus unhealthy when I'm producing good and positive outcomes and not just walking around with all these good intentions. So that's what I would say. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, what about you? I would say for me, I feel like an unhealthy ego is definitely fear-based. And I would say when I know my ego is, I don't know if I would say it's, I guess, yeah, un- unhealthy or when I know it in my brain and it's like, I'm aware that I'm conscious of what, how I might be perceived by other people. So I may not want to do something or I may do something. And in my head, I'm like fearful of if I'm doing something or not doing something, what that may change people's perception of me as. And then I know when I'm more healthy, it's because I don't care how anyone perceives me that I'm just living in my truth. And I could care less if someone likes it, doesn't like it, has an opinion about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like definitely for me, it's the fear of the um, of having being perceived, which kind of sparks my necessarily unhealthy ego. Um, but yeah, I feel like fear is a big aspect in yeah. it because nobody wants to be caught vulnerable or lacking or in a like a less a less than position, I guess you could say. Right. Everyone wants to be caught on their high good days and like their their best put together self which I feel like honestly is kind of toxic to be honest because no one is always their highest self and their best put together self but that's kind of I guess that's human nature to like want people to see only the good sides of you right yeah that's true yeah um Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, 
So how do you know if you have an ego? We mean, Sierra, we're discussing um, when we know we have healthy versus unhealthy ego. So here's some things that we found on the interweb to know if you have an ego. And I'm sure there's more things, but these are just a few. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to find ways to justify your actions, even though you know that you're wrong, um, this may be a sign that you have an ego problem, which is, I think that's such a big one, justifying your actions because there's almost as humans, like we have this need to be right. Like even the fact that there are debate teams, not like that that is an actual thing. I don't know if that's really connected to ego necessarily, but just as human nature, like we feel the need to be right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when you're justifying things that are clearly wrong or you can't take any criticism or you can't take any... I guess, yeah, not, what is the other word from criticism? It's like the more healthier version of criticism. Feedback, yeah. If you can't take feedback and you're always trying to justify everything, I feel like that's when you're trying to feed into Mm -hmm. your, I feel like ego is almost a perception of yourself. Like you trying to feed into that you are this highest self or highest being or most put together person. So yeah, I feel like that's a big one. Um, and I feel like that's a normal thing also to justify your actions, because like I said, as humans, we kind of have that need to kind of like back ourselves. Like, and of course you should always back yourself, but also be aware and have space to take feedback and not even just listen to it, but actually like process it and, you know, take, I mean, take everything with a grain of salt, but also maybe put into practice or, you know, just process yeah. those things. Um, I feel like that's something that's good. Yeah, for sure. Like, honestly, that that's kind of like, perfectly explain like what I was trying to say in the beginning when I was like rambling on and on trying to <laughs> get you guys to understand what I'm saying but I feel like this is really what I like kind of learned on a personal level like I feel like for so long I would like I definitely had a, that whole complex where I always wanted to be right and um just like always justifying my actions because in my mind I'm thinking of like this was my intention you know like my intention was for this or my intention was for that and like that's tunnel vision what I'm focused on and not at all thinking of like the outcome like okay that was your intention great clap clap but like how did this play out like how does your words have an impact on someone else what did this behavior spiral into whatever it is you know and so I feel like a lot of times that we really have to like take a step back and like understand that like having good intentions is good but it's not the end all be all. And like, also no one is in your brain, you know? And so intentions are personal, you know, like no one truly knows your personal intention behind why you did whatever it was that you did, you know, like you knowing that that's good for you, you know, like that will help you sleep at night. But in terms of like, in a situation, like we're saying, like, you know, in terms of like, you're justifying it, whatever, like, of course it's worth mentioning, but it's not like, something that you need to like continue to shove in whoever's face it is that like let's say in a situation where you wronged someone or like they're you know they're expressing that you know maybe like their feelings are hurt or whatever it is you know um I feel like it's important to like focus on the outcome like what happened as a result of you know your actions and like to me that I've learned that that is more important than any intention that you've had and I feel like you know, over time, you'll learn from that, like, because the the biggest thing really is like, that whole need to always be right, and like, constantly justify is like, 
self-sabotaging in the worst way. Like you think that you're doing yourself a, you're doing the other person, I guess, or a disservice by like, or not necessarily a disservice, but you're thinking that like you're unbothered, I guess, in the sense that like, you know, I was right and like, I'm standing up for myself and whatever, but it's like, no, like really, if you were to step down a little bit, you would actually learn something new. You would learn a new way to be empathetic. You would learn, you know, a new way to like, you would learn something new. You would have um, a deeper perspective on things. Like, I feel like you would gain so much more by like, not justifying your actions, because I feel like what is the point in that? Like you already know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's already fleshed out. You are, it's all in your brain, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of like the actual interaction, like why don't you take time? Like we already, you know what's in your brain. There's no point in you screaming it out to the rooftop so everyone else can hear it. Like, why don't you take the opportunity to like learn from someone from someone else or take the opportunity to like, you know, accept new perspective or alter you know your thinking and so I feel like that's a a good way to kind of like address your ego by like pausing like when you want to like justify or whatever like take a step back and like really reflect on like not just what you wanted what you meant but like what really happened and like how did it affect others and not just yourself yeah I also feel like it low-key goes into like playing the victim as well and I've also had to check myself for that like when situations happen I feel like I've been wronged and then all of a sudden I if I don't express it to the other person or to a group or whatever mentally in my head I'm like oh woe is me and it's not that you can't like necessarily feel sorry for yourself or whatever but it's like in the sense that you're angry or sad when you don't get your way you're angry or sad you don't like losing or like because it's just like you in your head now you're the victim because someone has a higher power not higher power over you but like you feel like someone has control over the situation and you don't see now you're the victim and it's just like I don't know if like it's a very bad place to be in I definitely have to check myself in like okay yes you were done maybe you were done wrong but at the end of the day it's like I always think of it this way the other person has something that they're working on that they're healing through or stuck through so it's like obviously depending on the situation it's like yeah. it's not for me to then victimize myself in the situation it's just like I just need to learn how to move on from the situation like you don't need to make it about you when especially if say if I'm the person I'm the one who's done something wrong and then I'm trying to make it woe is me it's just like no mm-hmm. just take responsibility for your actions um, I definitely have to check myself a few times about making myself victim and woe is me. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Um, yeah, I love how you, how you said that it was very well said, um, and made a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And I feel like it kind of like perfectly segues into the next point. Like we've kind of been talking about, it's kind of weird. Like I kind of wish we had some concrete examples because they're kind of like, <laughs> you know, like talking about it and it's kind of like, very general, of course, but um, we also wanted to like kind of pose the question of um, in terms of like, you know, we were talking about how, you know, if you have an ego. So like if you've ever like been in an argument or a situation like we we said where you you feel like you just can't stop, can't stop, won't stop. And so you like say the last words. And I feel like that's like we said, some of these things are like 
human characteristics, especially since like born and shaped in iniquity. What is it? Born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Yeah. And so like a lot of these negative traits are are definitely like, um, what is it? Second nature for us. And so is it for second nature? For- <laughs> That's a good question. Cause I feel like second nature sounds right, but then it wouldn't be like, isn't it first nature? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I first, second, na- I guess, yeah. First, I know second, nature. Though. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that's like one of those TikTok questions. Like, is water really wet or whatever? But yeah. But, um, but yeah, like it really is. Like some of those things are like second nature for us, where it's like, um, you know, like you not you have an urge. Like, to, and I trust me, I have, I am now in my life. I'm like really working on it. Like I, I now realize like you can have discipline to stop, to tell yourself to shut up, you know, because I've even recognized like sometimes like when you, a sign of having to, for me, and I know this because I've had an unhealthy ego, a sign of having an unhealthy ego is like just the need for constant negativity is something that I've kind of noticed. And so a lot of times with that whole, um, like when you're arguing, you always have to say the last word or like, for me, I would always try to, it doesn't matter what anyone's point is. I'm like, let me think, uh, let me be devil's advocate. Like I want to keep being devil's advocate. And so I can't be devil's advocate anymore because I can just prove like how deeper I, how more critical I can think and whatever. And it's like, it's just so negative Nancy, you know? And so, um, but yeah, but one thing I've learned is that that was so second nature for me for so long up until like more recently that I've realized like, you know what, even when I feel that I can still tell myself to stop, even when the thoughts are in my brain, like sometimes I'll be in a meeting and, you know, they're going on and on. And sometimes it is valid what I want it. Like, sometimes it's like, I'm not just trying to be negative. Sometimes I really do want to be devil's advocate, but I still tell myself like, okay, what good is it serving though? You know? Um, and, and I can, I've learned that like, I can tell myself to stop and the thoughts can still be going on in my brain, but a bit, the more and more you tell yourself to stop, like the less and less that'll happen, you know? And so there, there's like a, uh, an, a shift, you know, of like, kind of like the old you dying and the new you, um, coming to life where you're in that period. I feel like I'm in that period now where I still am tempted to go down to, you know, to resort back to some of those negative um, tendencies and traits, but I'm learning that I can have discipline to stop myself. And when it's in your head, that's when it shows me like, wow, like, look at how you feel. Like, I don't even want this in my brain, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I like in the moment I want to say, it, and then I'm like, no, don't say it. And now it's in my brain. I'm like, I don't even like this in my own brain. And mm-hmm. so after a while you start to like revert and you like that switch starts to flip and it's like so now do you see how it would feel for anyone else if you opened your mouth and said that you know and you don't even like it in your brain and it's your own self you know or your own ego rather because we're going to talk about that like kind of separating self from ego and so that's what I've learned and so now it's like it's just like this annoying girl in my head you know and I've learned I can stop her and she's going to get on my nerves and eventually I can kind of shut her off. And it's like almost to the point where like, I won't even let myself think too much of like all those negative things because I know how annoying it is. And I'm just like willing to just be quiet and like, just listen, you know, and just learn something new. And it's just a, a much more positive experience. And so I feel like there's that period where you like go through, like, like I was saying, you kind of just like, go through like becoming a new you and 
um, it could be kind of awkward, but I feel like it, it, it takes a lot of self-discipline to like stop yourself in your tracks. So like when you feel like you want to like have last words. So long story short, yes, I've definitely felt like that multiple times, you know, very much so. Um, and now I'm in the process of like having the discipline to stop myself. Um, yeah, that's good. And I feel like we all just have to go through, we always say this, the self-awareness journey, like you really just have to like look outside of yourself or yeah. really look inside of yourself, I guess. Well, yeah, from the outside looking in and just do an analysis from head to toe, not physically, but mentally of just yeah. your mannerisms and things that are like sometimes deemed as personality. Sometimes it's not personality. Like it is a part of your personality. Obviously, your ego plays into that, but just under and understanding why and how to stop so I think it's good that you went through that and you're like okay now I know I can just let me just tell this little girl to just not say that and then when you keep practicing it you know it becomes more of a habit and that's what we're going to continue to talk about is how to defeat an unhealthy ego because that's really where the the money is and one of the things is to be an individual with a unique perspective and path in life. And I love that because that's what I strive. I think I've shared in another episode, I don't remember how I want to live an unconventional life or create an unconventional life for myself. And I feel like that's how I keep a healthy ego. It's because I'm not trying to attain something that is deemed high or deemed worthy for other people to praise. I'm trying to do something that brings me happiness, that brings me peace, and it's unique to me specifically. I'm not trying to like attain something for other people to praise me for or the life that people think I should have. So I think that's um, a good way because then you don't have the need to like feel like you're above everybody else because there's no above. Like we mentioned in the beginning of how you don't see anybody as a as yourself as above everybody's equal and that's what it is it's just we're on everybody's on different paths there's no higher path or lower path contrary to what the world tells us about what success is and what productivity is none of that actually makes you successful are you a good person do you love yourself do you care for other people are you nice to other people do you you know those are the things that make you a valuable person in society not your job, your car, your whatever. And while those are nice things, that's not really, you know, the end all be all. Those things can go in a minute. But yeah, so I think being an individual and finding the things that make you unique, um, I think that will help you to kind of like ground you to know that like, I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have to do things for the praise of, other, of others. Right. What are some other things um, that you have done or you can think of, Sierra, to defeat an unhealthy ego? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest I've learned, kind of like I said, with creating discipline, I'm learning that no matter what area of your life you create discipline in or wait, no matter what area in your life you can you create discipline with, wait, no matter what area in your life yeah, is it in or with? I don't think it's either. The, okay, English, the English language is really not. No, like I, I, when I tell you, we literally can never do an episode at this time on a Monday ever. <laughs> because my brain is just not working. Like, I'm just, my brain is burnt. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is um, when you cultivate discipline, 
in any area in your life, it spills over into all the other areas. And so just be a more disciplined person. Like it could be as small as you don't feel like making your bed up that more some morning, make it up anyway. And it's like, in that moment, you may think it's just a, a, the difference between having your sheet tucked in or not. And it's so much bigger than that though. Like that's something I've practiced and I've learned that when you do it in the small things, it comes in handy for the big things. So like when there's a little, like, let's say for example, something really small, like I do this sometimes, like it'll be something small, like a little candy wrapper, right? Let's say it flies out my, my pocket. Mm. Old Sierra, I'm not a litterer, guys, but if it's something small, like let's say it's a little a, a wrapper, like a little straw um, paper or something, and it just flies away. I'm not chasing it. But you know what? Sometimes I will chase it. And like I'm learning though, like just small things like that, like little things that you don't want to do and you make yourself do it, whether you see the value in it or not, it helps you just become a more disciplined person which I feel like helps you on like your journey of like personal development and just being becoming your best self because, excuse me, like I said, when you just create discipline in any aspect of your life, it could be as small as picking up a wrapper. It could be as big as, you know, sticking to only drinking water every day for like 30 days, whatever it is. Um, I just feel like it, it spills over. You just become a more disciplined person. You're able to like stick to what you say you're gonna do. And so for me, I've just been trying to work on just being more disciplined um, and particularly with the ego, like I was saying how I kind of have to stop myself in my tracks. It helps me to be like more disciplined to do that and not be so used to constantly giving myself what I want. Like, I feel like we don't realize how detrimental that is. Like, it's not normal. Like, if you look at kids who con- you give a baby what they want all the time you're going to raise a monster. I mean, it's just the truth. They're ha- and that's why so many of us in this generation are a little screwed because we have all this instant gratification and we just like have, we're able to, to have so much more, so much faster and kind of give ourselves what we want um, whenever we want. And like, that's just not, I feel like it's not good. It, it gives us this, honestly, it's really what white privilege is or just privilege period, but definitely white privilege because if you look at their, um, you know, their history, like they've just been able to walk up, up, pull up on the Native Americans. This is ours now. Bye-bye. You know, take the blacks. You guys are ours now, whatever. Like they just get whatever they want. They do whatever they want. There's no consequences. There's no restraints. The sky's the limit, you know? And so I feel like, I mean, I know that was kind of a rash definition, but it's true though. Like that is why they're like that because they have had years of privilege and had years of just getting whatever they want doing whatever they want and so when you create a culture in your own life of having restraint of understanding that there are boundaries in life you know in your life they're going to be other people are going to have boundaries I just feel like creating a, a more disciplined lifestyle and mindset will help you to have more restraint and like to help you kind of like suppress the unhealthy ego I hope that wasn't too much of a tangent but it makes a lot of sense in my brain <laughs> It makes, it makes perfect sense yeah and I feel like it's the just how you were saying the in, in comparison to like white people it's about the power and I feel like yeah. that's what drives the ego right like a way that another way that we can kind of fight that is just realizing that your ego's interests and your own interests are different they're not the same thing yeah. So I think it's that's kind of a hard thing to realize, like to separate those two. But once you do realize it and like 
stop making your ego's priorities the things that you prioritize, um, then you're no longer chasing like something that is not really for you, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're not, you're not chasing power. You're not chasing attention. You're just chasing things that bring you joy. Um, and so when, like you said, when you said that girl, that person in your head that would tell you, let me do devil's advocate. Like once you can identify it, you can right. learn to separate it from yourself. Right. Like, okay. And it's the same thing with not just ego, but like, and we spoke about this in the anxiety episode. One of the things was to, um, to name your anxiety and separate it from yourself and know that it's not you. And you, once you do that, it's like, I think it's actually like scientifically, not scientifically, psychologically proven that mm -hmm. once you prove something, it's not you, it's not connected to you. It's like almost, I don't know all the, the scientific or the facts, but it's like, it removes the desire, the importance of it, if that makes sense. When you realize yeah. it's not attached to you, it's just something else. So when yeah. you have sad thoughts, when you have, you have to keep telling yourself like, it, this is not me. This is something that is in me. Yes. But I don't have to make this the full percent. I don't have this one sad thought doesn't have to be my whole sad being, if that makes sense. So trying to like separate the two, I think is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so in addition to like those few, um, excuse me, um, tips that we just spoke about that like kind of, I guess, help us and like um, kind of trying to defeat ego, some like questions that we found online that you can like ask yourself to like first identify if you have an ego and like what type of ego you have or like, you know, what, because um, I don't know if we'll ever like never have an ego. I feel like there is, a, an aspect of it that is kind of like Benefit. normal you know um but to like ensure that you're like kind of kind of to pinpoint like what type of negative I guess ego you have to like work on it some questions you can ask yourself like one is like have you ever just like someone succeeding um do you compare yourself to others do you look for attention um so like I wanted to talk about this really quickly because Kiki Palmer said something like really simple but it really hit me and I've been doing it more often like with social media and like posting and doing things like I think it's just such a great thing to constantly um ask yourself like why am I posting whatever it is I'm posting you know because I feel like a lot of times it does stem, stem from attention seeking and the more attention you seek the more attention you seek you know mm -hmm. and so like to kind of stop yourself in your tracks once again like she was saying like any time like you see like any it it could be anything like you could be reposting something you can be like think about it like am I reposting this because like oh I had a friend in the past who like did it whatever or am I trying to show off this? you know like just kind of be present like because I feel like sometimes with mindless scrolling becomes mindless posting and I've definitely done that before and I'm just like posting things like and it could be like my ego you know in the background running the show but I feel like when you like kind of ask yourself like okay why am I posting this and just like a short answer in your head like identify that you know yeah and like I don't feel like it'll help you once again separate self from the ego because you can like do these things like so subconsciously you know where it's like just a no-brainer like you're not sitting around thinking like let me be vindictive today let me go post this like no there's there's a small switch it's a very fine line you know and so I feel like it's good it's good practice, especially when it comes to being on like the socials to like, and just in general, like it's, it's really a, a, a technique to be more present when it comes to like the food you eat, anything. 
like just ask yourself like softly in your head try to get in the habit of like why am I doing this just identify the root like why am I doing this you know and sometimes you won't know why and sometimes that's an answer you know um or and then other times you'll be able to like quickly kind of like you know identify it so like those are a few questions um that you can ask yourself like case by case situation by situation or just overall like in terms of reflection I even feel like these could be like really good journal prompts too like um one of the questions is do you see yourself as better clever or nicer than others like those are good self-reflection journal prompts like do you like talking about people's imperfections and through writing or through talking about that you may like stumble on yeah you may discover something yeah yeah I definitely agree some of the other questions that we have here are um have you ever looked down on someone for not trying as hard as you and Mm. I think that is a deep one because it's so easy to like it's always about like so that power that pedestal putting yourself above and it's like it's like this image that you have of yourself or image that you want to continue to keep up it's like oh I'm better or I yeah you didn't do as much as me and it's like and I've definitely had that that um thought come to my mind it's like oh yeah I'm I'm putting in more work even if it's like as simple as a a class a group project like that's not my business for anybody else I and maybe I did put more work in maybe I didn't whatever the case is that's not my issue that's not my problem to whatever who else whoever because that might be everybody's best looks different so it's like it's just really checking yourself and always being open to learning and humbling yourself yeah just to yeah just be having creating the space to be humble and always continuing to learn yeah because at the end of the day it's like you only have control over yourself and everybody has their own thing going on so but yeah I think that's a these questions are very interesting even if it's not like you said Sierra not with people but just writing it down in your journal that's some good self-discovery right there some self soul searching yeah so um so kind of we kind of already gave a few but to like talk more about um how to defeat an unhealthy ego um some tips some practical things that we wrote down one to think of yourself as a good and worthwhile person so I think that's very important because a lot of times I feel like when you're super duper self-esteem, I feel like that can puff up your ego. That can cause your ego to feel the need to overdo it, you know, to like overcompensate for your lack of just thinking that you're worthy, you know, like, you know, like just thinking of yourself as a good person, like people may look at you and actually think like, oh, you think you're better than everyone, but really you may think that you're worse than everyone, which is why you're acting like you're better than everyone. So I feel like a lot of times it's good to just like, check on your self-esteem like check on like your self-image like how am I viewing myself how do I feel about myself physically emotionally like in terms of your character all those things and kind of work on that um and peel back the layers until you're able to like um think of yourself like as a good and worthwhile person and I feel like that helps put your ego in check because either some people really do think that they're better than everyone or they really are like you know, super conceited. And then other people that, like I said, a lot of times I feel like the ego, the unhealthy ego can stem from a very insecure place. Mm. Um, and so either way, they both need to be checked. But I feel like if you find yourself somewhere happy in the, like right in the middle of, you view yourself as a good and worthwhile person and you view, like we said, like everyone else in the same regard, like as a worthwhile person, um, I feel like that'll kind of 
put your ego in check and put a lot of things in perspective. Like you won't feel the need to like puff yourself up because you already know that you're good. Like you won't get any better. You're a good worthwhile person. It doesn't get any better than that. That is the best, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Everybody has, you have value in whatever it is that you do, whatever your uniqueness is. Yeah. A value. It may not look like what everyone else's value is, yeah. but you are valuable nonetheless. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a realistic or fun or fulfilling goal to be better than good. Like, why do we have to be great? Why can't we all just be good? Why is that not enough? You know, like you have to be a competition. Yeah. Like exactly the constant strive. Like, I mean, of course you're going to strive for things, but like, like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, like just like, I'm kind of like at that point in life myself, like, why do I have to, I don't have to be great. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good is great. You know, like this is enough. Like you're, you're worthwhile. You're alive. You're loved. Like all those things are enough. Like you don't have to push yourself to like, you know, no end of just trying to like be better. Like, like you said, like trying to stay in competition with people and like always, you know, one up somebody like one, you're not going to have any fulfilling relationships because nobody wants to compete with their friends. Like this is not the Olympics. This is a friendship, (laughs) you know, like, you know, like just, just that, let that be enough for you. Like understand that we're all good, worthwhile human beings. We're all trying our hardest just to live and, you know, be happy and survive. Like there's no need to like try to bump yourself up over the next person or, you know, like there's just no need for that. If anything, you should be like uplifting, you know, people that you you feel or think are beneath you which no one is but if you really think that then help uplift people from a genuine place like there's no need to like push yourself beyond like keep trying to push yourself beyond and beyond so I feel like that causes burnout like I mean I'm not talking about like in terms of like like success and what the way that we define it in American society I'm more so talking really just about like character and like um just like personal development, I guess, is what I'm just, and just regular, like just being a human, you know, like there's just no need to like constantly trying to prove to people like how great of a person you are, you know, like, yeah, you're good, you're worthwhile, do what you can. And like, that's enough. Yeah, I agree. And I think that basically like comes to concluding what of the episode, I think, unless you have anything else, Sierra. Yeah, I did want to um, just add, uh, I found this really nice, powerful thing on online, another tip to defeat an unhealthy um, ego that we've kind of talked about a little bit, but I think it's so powerful and I'm just going to read it. It says, connect with nature and the universe at large. Going into nature is a powerful feeling and we need to tap into it as often as possible. Nothing draws us away from it more than material success. Go out there and reconnect with the world. Realize how small you are in relation to everything else. It's what the French philosopher Pierre Hadit has referred to as the oceanic feeling. There is no ego standing beneath the giant redwoods or on the edge of a cliff or next to the crashing waves of an ocean. <laughs> no, you're speaking nothing but facts, and I definitely agree. So I think our listeners will, will appreciate your, I don't want to say rants, but your, um, your knowledge because you were spitting straight facts to be honest so it was good um I did want to um give another little quote well it's not really a quote but just I guess 
section. Um, and it says, when the size of our ego reduces, we find that love in our life multiplies. This happens because we are less defensive and more capable of empathy. We become more approachable, less self-obsessed and fun to be around. And I feel like that in conclusion kind of just reminds me of the living within stigma, like mission as a whole, aside from just starting vulnerable conversation is that when you just are less defensive and you're more understanding towards yourself you could be more understanding towards other people and you're more you have more empathy and you're more approachable because you aren't you don't put yourself higher than anybody else you know that just with your issues other people are struggling with their mental health or whatever so yeah. and with that comes more love and that comes more caring and set up and I feel like that's what the world needs just more loving more empathy and less defensiveness and self-obsession just more love and I feel like that's what happens when you kind of work on your ego and just share love and work on your soul and your, you know, your what like Sierra said, what you're giving, what you're putting out there and not just, you know, other things. But yeah, I think I don't have anything else. I really enjoyed talking about this. It's a very like, it's not, it's vulnerable in a sense that it's like weird to talk about, like to really point out the things that, you're wrong in if that makes sense it's like it's a lot of yeah a lot of moments of like self self-checking like even reading the questions and things like that it's always good like we always say we're not here to you know be the end-all be-all to tell you all the facts we're here just sharing a conversation of us learning that you can learn along with us we don't know everything we don't claim to know everything right. um, we're on the journey with you all we're just sparking the conversation so you can go do your own further research, start your own conversations in your own journal, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it's been good to just learn more and talk about it. For sure. I agree. Oh yeah. Great talk. Um, this season is slowly coming to an end. I feel like this podcast, like I don't know if it, it's just me, but I feel like it's making life move faster. Like, it's just like, Very much so. how, like four weeks already. So um, we're really five because we took a um, a one week um, break. So yes, yeah, it's, it's going by fast. So we're going to wrap up with our last episode of the season coming up um, next Monday. Um, and we'll be talking about body dysmorphia. And I'm really excited to end um, with a bang talking about that because I feel like it's a necessary conversation so agreed stay tuned stay tuned um, yeah. yeah make sure you leave a rating and review on this episode or any others um leave a five-star rating if you can super easy just click the stars um and you can also scroll all the way down to the bottom after you click on our page our podcast page on apple Podcasts, and you can type out a review as well if you have the time and that would really help us um to push our podcast out to the masses um, and allow us to, to do more. So that'll be great if you can do that. Exactly. And yeah, that's it from us. Thanks for listening. Hey, bye guys. Bye, everybody.